Welcome to The Clarity Call, a podcast which provides encouragement and guidance for parents overwhelmed with the responsibilities of raising a child with special needs or has a medically complex diagnosis. Gain an enlightening perspective that helps dispel feelings of fear, uncertainty, or exhaustion as you venture into a life of peace, joy, and clarity. You're now on The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Well, hello. Good to be back. We're so glad to be with you today. Oh, you're on the Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. And we have some awesome insights for you today. Feel a little feisty in case you can't feel it. <laughs> a little if fun and fancy free. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, for sure. But if you're new here, we need you to know that between us, we have 16 children who have been medically, or see, I still mess it up. I don't even have it written down. (laughs) Wow. Who have a medically complex diagnosis or are considered special needs. I mean, it's a mouthful. It's a lot. And there's a lot. 16. Go there, people. There's two of us. 16 kids. Yeah, and we're sisters. Yeah, and we are sisters. Besties. And I'm the older sister and the shorter one, like they say. And um, and Older and wiser. We have the older sister who is even shorter, so... Yeah, all right. It all rings true. Yep. And uh, anyway, we're doing life together right now in Texas and just enjoying learning all the new things every day. Yeah, because we have plenty of life happening. Oh my gosh. So we just have to keep growing. Yeah, interestingly <laughs> enough, people, they you start talking to people, which we spoke about last week about this luncheon that we had, or next week, I can't remember where we talked about it, but we talk to people and they're like, oh my gosh got to hear your story or your life story. And we're like, yeah, we've been told we should write a book together. And I always say, uh, we have a podcast. We yeah. share everything. Yeah. Like, so go there people. Details you probably never even wanted to know about us, but we really should <laughs> write a book eventually. Because I agree. We will. We've had stories that, I mean, you hear other people's stories and you kind of, some days are glad, like, oh, I'm glad that's not my story. But most of our stories kind of blow other people's minds. I'm going to be, just be honest. So oh, yeah, we got a lot going on. I kind of enjoy the shock and amusement on people's faces. <laughs> you were like, when they're Wait, like, what? Really? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Keep going. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's fun. It's real. So we've been down the road a little bit. We're only halfway through life. Well, I'm not even halfway through life and you're really not halfway through. So obviously we got a lot to go and a mm. lot to learn. Mm-hmm. So we're glad you're here doing it with us. For um, sure. We're going to have Kimberly start us off with our reality check today. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we all know that Kimberly has a coaching practice now, and she's been working really hard at building this business, this little baby mini fun business. It has been such a wonderful journey for me to be on. But I have been procrastinating in um, one particular area, and that's my website. I really need to get my website up and going. Hmm. But it's... Something that my brain likes to offer me is challenging and confusing and a lot of work and there's a lot of components to it and I get overwhelmed very easily by it. So I end up like trying to um, put it off. Yeah, I (laughs) I end up procrastinating. But um, yeah, so I've kind of that when I have thought about procrastination in the past, I've been like guilt, shame. Don't procrastinate. Procrastinate is like weakness, right? I've had all of these negative associations with it. But I learned recently that procrastination isn't so bad. And it got me thinking more about things that I've learned throughout my life that just aren't serving me anymore. 
And so that's just one example of something that I am working to unlearn. Mm. I'm unlearning that procrastination is bad. That's one of the things that we'll talk a little bit more about today in the podcast as we share more with you about things that you probably want to unlearn because they're holding you back and not serving you anymore. Right. I have definitely learned that through my journey in teaching this religion class in the morning to these kids Mm -hmm. that I had a lot of, excuse me, um, things that I learned that they definitely were just etched in there somewhere along the way and they really don't have facts to them. And only if they did, they get to choose however they want to think about it. Well, I'm saying for myself in my own mind. Yeah. And then I learned the actual fact and I'm like, oh my word, where did that fallacy come from? Right. Years ago. Yeah. Who put that there? And yeah, because I mean, I was a kid and you know, you're just learning things as you go along, um, spiritually or anywhere throughout life. And you've heard that story about the grandma that cut the, or, you know, all of a sudden the the ham has to be a certain shape or cut the ends off the ham. And then like generations later, like, why do you cut the ends off the ham? It's such a waste. And they find out that had nothing to do with why they were eating the ham. It had everything to do with the fact that grandma only had a pan that was so big and that's why the ends got cut off. So that it would fit. So it would fit in the pan. Right? Isn't it amazing? That's what we're talking about today, about unlearning these things of we got to realize why, why are we doing the things Yes, so that we understand now, you know, different and better. And we just improving upon ourselves. I'm not shaming myself for not knowing those things before, (laughs) or maybe learning them in a kind of a skewed way, Mm -hmm. or just like when we sing the wrong lyrics to a song and we have to unlearn singing it that way and have to learn singing the right right way. way. Right. Come along, come along. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. So (laughs) it's real. We have Uh, lots of areas in our life where we can unlearn. Right. So let's just start by first understanding that it's totally normal that we just pick things up from other people and put them in our mental backpack, so to say, because that's how we survive when we're young. We talked about this on a podcast recently about how it makes sense that we like seek validation from others because that's how we survived. We had someone feeding us, carrying us around, keeping us alive, warm, safe, fed, clothed, all of that, right? And your parents do less and less of that as you get older, but until you become like an adult and you have to do all of those things for yourself, you have all of this ingrained neural pathways that someone else should be taking care of me. Can you right? imagine mom carrying us around now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go there. <laughs> She's a strong woman. Come yeah. on. She could do it. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> yeah. So just make sure that as you're kind of realizing the things that you want to unlearn, like there's no need to shame yourself for carrying it around all of this time. And it makes perfect sense why you have thought the way you have to this point. So starting with compassion and understanding for where you're at is huge. Not having regret that you didn't know or that you didn't unlearn things sooner in life. You're doing it all exactly in the time that it's supposed to be done. Mm. So a lot of times we're like, I wish I had known, right? Yeah, I just said that a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and it, and as you're saying that, Excuse and I'm me. thinking of having just said that, like if I would have known then what I know now, this yeah. might have been different. This might have been different. But then that's just like saying all those years of those ends of the ham being thrown away, mm-hmm. you can't get them back. Right. You can't do anything about them. It's pointless. So why have yeah. shame and guilt? Waste overweight? of brain energy. Let's yeah. use that brain energy to retrain those pathways in to useful belief systems that are going to serve us moving forward. So maybe the first thing that you heard 
growing up that may not be serving you anymore is always do your best. I still kind of hang on to that one. I know you do. I mean, you know, because I always want to do my best. I know I have days I don't do my best and I don't get mad at myself for that, but anymore, I want to try and do my best. Right. So, and I think that that's okay. I think that it's okay to want to try to do your best, but it could be exhausting if you're like, I always have to do my best. And here's the real kicker. People really try and hear this. Your value is not tied to your performance. Yeah, that's a hard one for me. I'm just be honest because I just finished that schooling and my value was totally in all those A's. Yeah. <laughs> Personally. No, like I know. I had tons of gratification from External stressing myself completely out to have those A's. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I did my best. Because you think the A means something about you. It does. No. For me. I mean, in my mind, that's what I thought. That's why I'm saying this is a real thing for me, <laughs> doing my best and achieving those things. And then I'm like, you know, and I did get gratification from knowing that I did. Had I gotten a B, yeah, I'd have gotten through it. Yeah. that's And so patting yourself on the back and allowing you to grow in your relationship with yourself for doing a good job, I, all day long, do that. But don't think that the A that you stressed and worked so hard to get has anything to do with your value. It doesn't. Right. Okay. Your worth has nothing to do with how you perform in life ever. And like we're saying, don't do it for validation or to people, please. You know, if you're doing your best because you're thinking like you clean up your house before someone else comes over, that is so inauthentic. Like (laughs) that is not connecting. Like when people come and see me in my hot messness now, I'm just like, welcome to the mess. I'm so glad you decided to come. (laughs) And it's totally fine. Like, I don't have any judgment over myself. I'm like, look at this house that we live in. And these kids and these kids, yeah. Be safe. Like, it, yeah, it, it's the perfect situation for us. And, you know, so just don't tie your worth to validation and other people ple- pleasing you. Okay, do your best because if you want to, for you to build your relationship with you. Right. Okay. So thankfully we had parents that never pushed us or didn't push me. I don't know if they pushed you, Alicia, in school to get straight A's, to get straight A's. No, I don't remember. No, I just meant push. They didn't. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I'm sure I got pushed. pushed, It was in your head. (laughs) I know. No. Okay. So, but, but seriously, thinking back, I'm so grateful that they didn't push me to get A's or even B's. Like they just were there to support me. I don't know if they even knew what our grades were. I do think I, I I'm sure know. we'll hear. I know dad was always know. willing to help me if I had math oh, problems or science yeah, problems. Yeah, math is like sit down here. I'm sure he was like, again, again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, but I think it's because I didn't have that pressure that I did well. Hmm. You know, because it was for me and not for them. I didn't have someone telling me I had to perform a certain way. I just wanted to show up for myself that way. Right. Okay. So let's shoot more in our lives for good enough. It's good enough. And stop wasting so much mental time and exhausting ourselves by thinking we always have to do our best. Yeah, I have a daughter that says C's get degrees. Perfect. Yeah. That's wonderful. It's just all her. I'm like, you go, girl. I remember when she said that the first time I went, oh, what? (laughs) You know, and then I just look at it now and I'm like, okay, I totally get it now. Yeah. You know, just going to school, being a mom, doing Mm -hmm. all the things and like, you know. Yep. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Let's just shoot for good enough. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Number two, 
on the flip side of this, don't fail. <laughs> Just yeah, don't fail. These kind of live in the same neighborhood, don't they? <laughs> Failure is the way we learn, though. Yeah, like we just did several weeks ago about into the unknown. Sometimes that's going to look like failure. It's going to look like the wrong path. It's going to mm-hmm. look like, but it's not. It just meant you needed to learn however far down that path went. And then you turn around and go back. And take yeah. another path. Exactly. It's never failure. Yeah, failure is the road or path to success, right? It's all in how you choose to look at it. If you don't make it mean anything has gone wrong, then it was just an opportunity for learning and growth. Right. It's just like that light bulb where they say, was it whoever did that light bulb? I can't think at this moment, but, um, come on. Who did the light bulb? Eisenhower. Einstein. Edison. Uh, Thomas Edison. Anyway. Yeah. So hundreds of failures and today we have electricity. Is it a failure now? Ah, people, you're looking at it. No, but you know, many hundreds. I wish I had the statistics, but it was yeah. literally like 500 yeah. or it was a lot of failures before. Yeah. You think about any invention. Yeah. You know, and so. things get like added upon. Things become better because right. you fail and you learn. And that in school, in relationships, in jobs, in every area of your life, you can choose to look at it as a failure or you can choose to look at it as an opportunity for learning and growth. And Take the information you receive and do better, right? Yes, for sure. Okay, so the third one we have for you today is, this one is especially like special to my heart just because of my Brianna who has severe ADHD. She did growing up, but as kids, we're told to sit still and be calm and quiet in school, right? Yeah, they used to say really bad. Sit down, shut up. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't like that word, but yeah, yeah, sit down, be still. Yeah, but maybe when you, if you think about that now, if you have any of that still ingrained in the way you think about your life, if you're supposed to just sit still and be quiet, um, has it made you show up small? And are you not living into your full potential because you still have that playing in the back of your head? I kind of hear relax. I did not like when dad would say, and that's what I heard a lot. (laughs) Just relax. Relax. And so that was probably his way of getting to me in the, in the sit down and be still relax. But yeah, yeah, I, like you addressed the ADHD. I know we have some of that throughout all of our genetics Mm -hmm. and think about that. That's just unrealistic for somebody that has ADHD. Mm -hmm. I have some children who have, have that um, diagnosis and sit down and be still is the opposite of ADHD. Amazing superpower. Right. And they are amazing humans that sitting down and being still is not going to get their excitement, the things that they need to get done done. And they are fabulous in all of their superpower of ADHD. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So what are you holding on to and not saying or doing because you're concerned what others might think or you're worried that you'll ruffle, ruffle some feathers? I mean, really think about, are, are you playing small because you're still trying to sit still and be calm and be quiet show up let's show up be authentic be who you feel like you should be yeah um number let's see where are we four we've Mm -hmm. got be original be a leader how's that better said right no so like we're told everybody was told you know like do your own work right right fill in your own answers don't ask anybody else for their input. Right. Right. Growing up, that's what we hear. 
I kind of have some natural born leaders. So I do like, you know, you can be a leader, be this, you know, and it's not, I don't know that it's always served them, you know, to right. feel like they couldn't have someone on the, on the group projects. They had to be the one to do right. it all you right? Know? because it was like, otherwise it's not going to get done. Well, it's okay if it doesn't get done. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that we should have cheated in school. <laughs> we shouldn't have necessarily been reading on other people's papers, but um, is that serving you as an adult? Um, I don't think that that's how life is meant to be. We're all put here with our unique abilities to contribute to one another. We're not supposed to figure it all out by ourselves. Right. I had, I had a gal while we were doing some testing during this last um, semester of school say exactly that in her profession. Yeah. She says, when on earth can you not Google and get an answer there for you anything go. you want? Right. She says, it's unrealistic. What doctor doesn't call another doctor for some uh -huh. input? You can always look to someone else yeah. for an answer. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You now, don't always have to be original. Don't plagiarize it. You don't do it like you're saying right. the dishonest way. Yes. hundred percent. But definitely there is honest um, integrity in having a second brain. Right. And, and we're not saying don't be original and you know, the world needs you. It needs what you have to contribute, but it's totally fine and even super beneficial to work with others, to rely on others, to adopt others' thoughts and ways of doing things. And then you can add to it. You know, I think about my friend Chanda that lives down the street and she, her daughter had a trach before Caden was traked and she came and went through that process with me and she came to my house and she showed me how to set up, you know, how she sets up and does trach care in the evenings so that I could have some idea of where do I store things? How do I make things accessible for when one hand's on the trach and I only have one free hand for work, you know, and she was able to help me learn and share with me all of her wisdom. And I just did things exactly as she helped me set them up so that I could be successful. And then through the years, I've kind of tweaked things and, and done things a little bit different here and there. But I was so grateful to have a friend that had gone before me and could show me exactly what I needed to do. I didn't have to be original. I didn't have to figure it out on my own. I had help right. and it was so wonderful. Um, so that's um, how the world expands, progresses and on and on. It's when we ask for help. Yes, for sure. I love it. Okay. Number five we have for you today. If something you may want to unlearn is the procrastination I was talking about earlier. So actually it's uh, Dan Sullivan has this amazing way of looking at procrastination. He says procrastination is wisdom telling you someone else is better suited to do that task. <laughs> yeah, that's why the kids just leave the dishes in the sink because they know They're mom's like, better at it. Someone else is better at doing the yeah, dishes, right? Them. So yeah. I went specifically to that, actually. I said, now, everybody who's listening is thinking about dishes and laundry and other day-to-day -day tasks that you don't want to do, but you still need to do. So do them anyway. Um, and I can help you with that. If you want to reach out to me, we can have a free consult and I can start showing you some tips and tricks that will help with that um, if you need some time management skills. But just know that it means that you have greatness in you, right? Right. And find those things and live into them. And maybe there's other things that need your time in the moment. You right. know, we think about, oh, well, I need to get this laundry or I need to do these tasks or these jobs. Maybe your kid just needs to be held today. And yeah. so procrastinating sometimes yep. can just mean that there is a hotter fire first. 
Yeah. And that's okay too. Totally fine. Yep. I love that idea. So the final thing that we want to leave you with is that uh, to unlearn is my kids are a reflection of me. That's a tough one because I feel like that was pretty harshly ingrained in me as a child. Yeah. And I have a lot of kids and it's only been in the last little while that I have. And and I know it came from something that we will um, try and share throughout the week um, of this being released is the mom story about the kids get to own their own stuff. Mm -hmm. That moms are moms, but we're also people and our children are going to make choices and we want them to make choices. We want them to have failures. We want them to procrastinate things. We want them to have all of these experiences and unlearn some of the things because they are part of me, but they're not necessarily a, a reflection of me. Exactly. And so, um, there comes a point in life where you're like, yeah, you're the parent, but you're also the friend and you need to remember that they're not always going to make the same choice that you would have made. You know, you and I. They're rarely we're, actually we're, going to make choices that like, you think they should make. You're like, how are we related? Well, you don't like this same food that I like, you know, or whatever. But there there are times in life where we're going to re- recognize that that things that they do don't necessarily define who I am. They don't at all. Right. I mean, they don't need to. We don't need to let, make that mean anything about us. Right. And so so here's, here's how I like to think about it. I can have pride in my kids when I'm like, oh my gosh, look at how they're doing that amazing thing or whatever, right? I'm the one that feels that pride, okay? But if I think that they're doing something that I don't agree with, totally not my business. Right. Like they, and I think I'm talking more about my adult grown children right now. So maybe we should address younger children too. But, you know, if they're doing something that I don't agree with or that I think they could do it better or different or whatever, they just get to experience life however they need to experience it. And I just need to stay out of their way. It's just my job to love them fiercely exactly as they are. That's well, my only job. And this I know um, as I've watched you and some of the things that I've dealt with in our life. And I can give one example that was interesting the other night. But with the world of special needs, some you know they're, they're acting in different ways. And mm-hmm. it's hard to think that it's hard to not feel personal about some of their um, fears and insecurities and and things that they're going through. It's super challenging. Or as you're sitting at the table and your son wants to start talking about, you know, his bowel movements or something, because that's just his world. And you want to just be like, this is a reflection of me. Stop. We haven't taught him (laughs) table manners yet. Oh no, we need to stop this conversation. And then we just have to say, this is his life. This is what he knows. Yeah, you just lean into it. Yeah. And so, but you, you feel that moment of panic and then you choose, I'm going to unlearn this because this is how he views life. Mm-hmm. Totally different perspective than how I view it because I don't have Hirschsprung's disease. Yeah. So we have to be super sensitive to those things about them being their best people. Yeah. And it does not mean anything about us. Right. Yeah. I love so. that. So... You know, and with your little kids, like if your kid's throwing a tantrum in the store, that does not mean you're a bad mom. It means your kid is having a tantrum and that's all it means. The end. And if anybody else wants to look at you and and shoot you ornery, ugly glances or whatever, that just tells you about them and the issues they're dealing with. Right. Please don't make it mean anything about you. Okay. Your kids are not a reflection of you. Your kids are just there for you. You get to be the mom that you want to be. Show up for them how you want to love them and 
don't worry about what everybody else is thinking because it has nothing to do with you. And when you think about that, this thought just came into my mind. There are the best, best parents out there, best, whatever that is. Quote, unquote. That have kids sitting in prison for some reason. There's also great children who have parents sitting in prison somewhere. Yeah. And so Both the bottom ways, line huh? is, yeah, they're just, we're all humans. Yep. And we're all individuals and, and those things don't need to reflect on you. 100%. Love that. Okay. Well, that's what we have for you today. What else can you, has come up for you that you think you could tell us about that you may be helpful for you to unlearn? It's probably helpful for us to unlearn too. So if you want to share that with us on social media, um, you can hear how to connect with us in our outro. But let us first remind you of our mantra, which is the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts, but only every single time. (laughs) Every time. Yep. Okay. So here is our, would you rather for the day? Okay. Speaking of all these things we need to unlearn, Mm -hmm. maybe you'll choose to go back. Would you rather be a kid? Or an adult your whole life. Go back and be a kid for your whole life or always be an adult. That was like a total mind blow for me. I know. I did. I just, especially after just talking about all this stuff, because I thought, like we've said, if I could go back knowing what I know now, be a kid. But then also, you just get to have your parents carry you your whole life and you never have to grow up. It's like Peter Pan. I just I just watched Hooked with Brock when he was quarantined last week. Mm. And, uh, you know, Peter Pan grew up and his life got hard. So yeah. hmm. he had to relearn. He had to but choose who's to, to say what hard yeah. is. Yeah. See, well, she thought that he'd made life very challenging for himself and he needed to go back and be a child again. Mm. So maybe we need to be a kid our whole life. <laughs> but then when you're a kid, all you want to do is be Grow an up. adult. That's yeah. so funny. What a conundrum. Yeah, there you go. So mm. I don't know though. Um, I'm adulting is hard. Adulting is super duper hard. It's just hard. a thought. I mean, you know, to a kid, to a kid life in, in a kid life, who's being going a like, kid? Being I a can kid think is back so of hard. Be, parts of being a kid were really challenging too. Okay. So what are you going to be? I'm going to be, <laughs> do I get to, ki- but I don't get to have Peter my kids Pan. if I'm a kid. So I'm going to be an adult. I don't want to grow up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have all eight of my kids if I wasn't an adult either. But I'm going to plead the fifth on this one because I'm not sure. Maybe I'll have to come back with this one next week for you because I got to really ponder on it. Oh, my gosh. You can't ponder on it. That's not that. That takes that up brain take energy. That. that doesn't give us a brain break. That's the whole point of would you rather is a brain I'm getting break. good at adulting. So, yeah. but I haven't been a kid for so long. It might be nice to just have somebody like bring me my food and change my diaper and <laughs> You know, oh, but I'll be an adult. Yeah, Yeah, I'll be old someday. They'll be able to do that. So look forward to getting your diapers changed again, huh? (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Oh no, the twists and turns that our minds take isn't it funny? Amusing for sure. Yeah. Hope you're amused. I'm amused. All right. Okay. See you next week. You've been listening to The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Find additional episodes of the program on any popular podcast app or search Apple iTunes. You may also subscribe to The Clarity Call to catch every episode. 
If you've enjoyed the content of this podcast, we invite you to share it and please leave a rating and review of our program. If you'd like to connect with Alicia and Kimberly on social media, you can find them on Instagram as The Clarity Call or on Facebook under Clarity Call. They can also be reached by email at theclaritycall at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and supporting our program. Oh,